Thank you all for coming to the, um, this event. Um, I wanted to talk today about a subject that isn't really covered very much, but I think is very crucial to Nigeria's development, not just solely railway, but in terms of achieving inclusive growth. As many of you know, the Nigerian economy in general has actually witnessed consistent average growth, I think roughly about 7% over the last 20 years or so. But despite this, we are not seeing the impact on growth on the citizens and a limited impact we're seeing in reducing poverty and building shared prosperity. And I think what is crucial to achieving this in terms of reducing poverty is actually achieving inclusive growth. And I think the railways has a huge opportunity to spur inclusive economic growth in Nigeria. And before I continue, what I mean by inclusive economic growth is a growth that creates opportunity for all segments of the population and distributes the dividends of increased prosperity. So let me get started. <clears throat> so I wanted to first give some background and context to what we mean by rural poverty, first of all, because Rural poverty accounts for nearly 63% of poverty worldwide in sub-Saharan Africa. It's absolutely essential that if we want to tackle the issue of poverty in Nigeria and inclusive economic growth, that we must tackle poverty. Um, in Nigeria, this is we're seeing about 66% of the population who live below the poverty line in rural areas. And this is, tends to be quite prevalent in the northern regions. It's also widely accepted that the root of poverty lies in the deprivation of access to basic necessities. So I'm talking about... Hi, sorry. Um, can you not see the screen? Yeah, we can see your screen, if you don't mind sharing. All right, hold on a sec. Thank you. You have it, we'll put it on now. Because I think they, okay. Uh, don't worry, go ahead, we'll, we'll put it on. Go ahead with your presentations. All right. Now hold on a sec. I have it. I have it on me now. If you don't have, I can just just give me a few seconds now. I can. Sh can you all see this? Yes, we can. Okay, then hold on a sec. Let me do. We can see it now. All right. Good. All right. So as I started, I was talking about rural poverty. So what I was trying to emphasize is that rural poverty is key to achieving inclusive economic growth, solving rural poverty. And it's been widely accepted that the root of deprivation to the access is down to accessibility, to basic necessities. So when we talk about basic necessities, we're talking about healthcare, housing, education, and, and so on. And quality transport infrastructure is key to achieving this. So as I said, Transportation is an essential component to achieving rural economic development and quality of life considerations. However, it's not only just a question of social equity. There are actually some economic benefits to achieving rural poverty. Um, employment opportunities, for, ex for example. Um, in Lagos right now, we're roughly seeing about 500,000 people migrating from rural areas to Lagos. And this has put excessive pressure on social infrastructure. So if we can somehow induce economic activity through transport and railway development in these rural areas, we may be able to 
limit this excessive migration and um, land value capture. This is another thing that's not talked about quite often, but we can actually, railways and transport in general, it tends to increase, uplift the value of the surrounding areas. And this can actually be a route for revenue, for generating revenue for local planners. So rural, so rural development, it goes beyond simply the issue of quality of life considerations. And you can see that it's, it has the potential to be integral to the development of Nigeria in general. So I wanted to talk a bit more about facts surrounding rural transport development quickly. So poor rural connectivity restricts the impact of international trade. Um, I believe actually there's a study um, that was done in actually Ghana, which was quite interesting to read that despite 4% of total transport distance compromising of rural and local trucking, only this contributed to 50% of the total transport costs from Ghana to Europe. So we're saying that despite rural, the rural, rural roads, rural transport constitutes only 4% of transport, of the trans of transportation, this accounted to 50% of the costs. And then rural residents travel greater distance to access medical care. So I think in some communities in Nigeria, the nearest healthcare facility is actually 40 kilometers away. And here comes in railway transport. How can railway transport solve these issues? Railway transport can bring benefits to rural communities, especially in the means of transport and employment to look for local residents. So one thing that isn't actually talked about much is the fact that most people in rural areas do not have access to their own motorized vehicles. It's quite interesting because in Nigeria, we tend to believe that the key to solving rural poverty or rural accessibility is actually development of roads. But we forget that most of these people in these areas do not have access to vehicles in the first place. I believe in Nigeria ranks maybe 124th out of 188 countries in car ownership. So the railways has a huge opportunity right now to actually help and provide a much needed accessibility for rural dwellers. So we must acknowledge that huge strides have been made in Nigerian railway development. It's undeniable over the recent years, especially under the current administration. We've seen multiple railway lines being completed, such as the Abuja Kaduna line, Legacy by the railway line, and also the Warrior Takway line as well, and many other projects on, on that, that's the, in the plans of the government. However, one thing that we tend to notice is that the approach to corridor development has often been limited to the transit facilitation of imports and exports. So we're talking about real freight, port, uh, port freight transfers. These tend to be the main objective of government, which is perfectly reasonable and makes the most sense when the, the aim is economic growth and industrialization. However, in doing so, we tend to actually forget that linking these corridor developments to rural areas is actually integral to achieving the much needed industrialization. You know, um, a railway, for example, a railway line from you know, Lagos to you know, Kano, yes, 
we want to carry freight from Lagos to Canada. What about the agricultural goods from, I don't know, a, a, a farm 40, 20 kilometers away from Canada to get to the actual freight hub? It's important that we actually take into consideration the how to connect our railways to the hinterlands. And um, there's a case study, as I as you can read there, that found over 53% of trucks using rural road in Nigeria were overloaded, which shows there's a market for the railways to carry the to compete with rural road network. So I wanted to quickly mention how it's important to incorporate, I believe it's important to incorporate rural development initiatives within our railway schemes. This is something we haven't seen much. And there's a huge budget potential for this to be achieved in Nigeria. I want to just give some quickly give some international approaches below. So in Britain, we have something called the Community Rail, which is um, a concept that was initially developed by grassroots organizations before being adopted as a government strategy. So it, it's a um, program that engages local people in the development and promotion of rural routes, services, and stations. Um, as you can see, it's um, worth anything up to actually 27.6 million in social value to the community of rural volunteers themselves. And it helped transform several rural um, communities in Great Britain through the development of you know, new event centers, improving redundant building, basically transit-oriented development within rural um, areas, which has created a regeneration among the communities there. And there's huge potential for this to be also emulated in Nigeria, I believe. Um, we also have in South Africa, the Fela Fepa healthcare trains. And these are actually mobile health clinics that are owned and operated by Transit Foundation. Um, these trains actually run 36 weeks a year and travel up to 70 remote communities annually. So we're talking in, in, in a country right now that has, I think, only one doctor per 5,000 people in South Africa. And this ability to integrate healthcare with rail transport has allowed the trains to touch the lives of approximately 14 million people. So this just emphasizes once again the opportunity for rural railway services to actually touch several million Nigerians and, and really achieve the social economic growth that we desire. So this is, these are just quick images of um, the initiatives I was taking, telling you about. On the left is the mobile health clinic in South Africa. And on the right is a station in rural um, Great Britain, rural, where this was a dilapidated station. Nothing was, nothing, nothing was here. Well, nothing was here, and a new event space was created that ended up being a hub for the for the local residents, being used for different type of events, creating economic activity. So I want to quickly focus on and emphasize on the opportunities that exist in rural um, rural railway services for Nigeria. Um, the standard gauge route that we have right now actually includes several, several stations located in rural areas, which provide several opportunities. I'll go on to this later. Um, there's the issue of agric-led industrialization, special agricultural processing zones. So I believe this is an African Development Bank initiative that's also been supported by the federal government. And I think it's important that we start to look at whether any of our special agricultural processing zones are actually near our railway routes. 
and future agriculture processes and zones as well. Is there any way for us to integrate this within our railway plans? The Nigerian Railway Master Plan, already, it, the aim of the master plan is to eventually connect all 36 states in, across Nigeria via rail. So this provides an excellent opportunity already for us to look at how we can incorporate rural initiatives. As we know, a large majority of Nigeria is still rural farmland. And the final point is RAMP. So RAMP, it stands for the Rural Accessibility Mobility Projects. This is actually a directorate under the Ministry of Agriculture, and it focuses on rural accessibility. It's a World Bank-led project that focuses on specifically roads, road transport, paving of roads, tiring of roads. But have we ever considered the potential of including rail initiatives within rural accessibility within RAMP? Once again, these are just questions to think about and this within the railway sector in Nigeria and for all stakeholders listening today and how we can move Nigeria forward in terms of rail, railway development. Thank you very much. Um, just want to quickly finish off. Um, okay. This is just an example of the railway routes I was telling you about. You can see a lot of Nigeria, the railway routes are still passing through um, rural areas. And this one people go through the challenges. So the challenges we face right, right now is the planning lack of coordination between state, local and federal planning authorities. Um, there's no reference to a rural transport strategy right now. Funding for rural initiatives, yes, they're socioeconomically viable, but are they financially viable and how do we get around this? And real affordability for rural dwellers. Yes, in theory, it sounds like a fantastic idea. But the pricing strategy we have, for instance, for someone trying to Lagos to Ibadan would be completely different if we want to entice rural dwellers. Can farmers afford the rail fare that we'd like to charge, for instance, and so on? So my final thoughts, we need to start taking a more holistic approach to railway planning. Railway is not just about accessibility, but providing accessibility can lead us to improving healthcare, economic, the economy, housing, and several factors. There's a railway amend act there's an amendment going on right now i believe in its second reading which will allow state governments to be able to plan and execute railway projects i think this is very crucial as it brings in local knowledge states and local governments know have their own master plan and know how best to use this infrastructure rural rural strategy yes it's something that we should consider and how are different railway objectives prioritized? This is a question for the government and stakeholders. Yeah. What do we want to achieve via rail transport? And thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you very much.